With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome once again, Maize and Blue fans, to another edition of Victor's Valiant Podcast here on SB Nation and MaizeandBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. And joining me today is Maize and Brew contributor Andy McDonald. How are we doing today on this lovely, finally feeling like fall Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, feeling like fall is definitely the right term. I mean, unfortunately, it comes like right when Halloween weekend's coming around, yeah. so it's probably going to be freezing this weekend. So, I mean, I'm not really looking forward to that, but it doesn't stop raining here in Mount Pleasant in like like two days now. So, yeah, it's just pretty wet up here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's still raining downriver here as well. Um, it, it really hasn't stopped all day, and it was raining for most of yesterday. But hopefully that rain stops because I would love to get some uh, nice, crisp, sunny but uh, uh, wind, a little windy, you know, just perfect fall weather for football. Um, hoping we get that on Saturday because I'm uh, attending the Michigan Rutgers game this weekend, which we will talk about here in just a nice. few minutes. Yeah, should be a good time. <clears throat> but um, before we get into everything, just wanted to remind you guys that MazingBrew.com is not the only place you can listen to all of our podcasts here on uh, Mason Brew. You can Look us up on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Go Just go search Maize and Brew Podcast, and uh, you should be able to download that, and it'll go straight to your phone once uh, the, all the podcasts are uploaded. Uh, once again, that is Maize and Brew Podcast on iTunes and Google Play Store. So go ahead and subscribe for free because you will get all those podcasts uh, right to your phone right when they're posted. So go ahead and go do that for us. It would uh, help us tremendously grow as a podcast network, and 
Uh, if you guys are really enjoying that, I would uh, really recommend you do that. So, uh, but moving on to Michigan and Penn State uh, last Saturday night, it was not the prettiest of games to watch, which is essentially what I had thought would happen. I didn't really think that they would get blown out like uh, like they did, but 42 to 13, that is the score of the game from last weekend in Happy Valley. Um, you know, <clears throat> for the most part, there weren't a whole lot of positives from this game. Um, but I'll start off by saying, despite only having 103 rushing yards, I thought the run game, uh, against a really good Penn State defense, it looked pretty good. Uh, both Michigan touchdowns came from, uh, rushing from Kron Higdon and Ty Isaac. I, I thought both those guys looked pretty good. Chris Evans only had four carries, but I thought he was, uh, uh pretty decent in those, uh, four carries that he had. Um, John O'Korn. He, uh, you know, the passing a game, it, it, it's just not good. There, there's no other way to put it. Uh, despite, you know, he, he had a fumble late in the game, but going 16 for 28 for 166, uh, you know, that that's about all you can really ask of him at this point in the season, especially on the road at night against the number two team in the country. I don't think he played all that bad. I thought he had a pretty decent game for what it's worth. Um, you know, he, he didn't make uh, too many mistakes. I uh, really the only mistakes that I thought he made were the one fumble and then uh, it took him a little while to to get the ball out um, when he was progressing through his reads, which led to uh, being sacked a season yeah. high seven times. Um, he was. Yeah, I know. He he was getting uh, was thrown around <laughs> practically all game by the uh, Penn State defense. It it just uh, it was not a pretty sight, um, but there were some nice throws. Uh, the, the throw to Kakoa Crawford there. Uh, for 23 yards was pretty nice. He had a, th- uh, a couple nice throws to Peoples Jones. Um, I know Eddie McDoom had a few catches. Grant Perry had a few catches, but other than that, they were um, pretty much dominated in this whole game. Um, now, special teams, it, it was a, a an average effort, I would say. Uh, uh, Nordine, it's his first extra point, which uh, <laughs> coming in his uh, uh, he he was once committed to Penn State. Um, and when he was lining up for that first extra point, they were booing the hell out of the kid and probably got to him mentally and, and, uh, hooked it a little right. So, um, it wasn't good to see that, but it was good to see Ambry Thomas in the, uh, kick return game. He had a, a nice return, I think for, uh, 30, 30 yards or 40 yards, something like that. It was pretty, pretty good return set Michigan up nicely, um, for their ensuing drive, but other than that, uh, offense was was pretty pretty bad. Uh, defense was even worse, giving up those 42 yards or uh, 42 points rather uh, to Penn State. Special teams is about as uh, about as bad as it's been all season. So I want to ask you real quick, Andy, um, just just really what your thoughts and opinions are from this game and what the team can really take from this moving forward as they play uh, a Rutgers at home for homecoming this Saturday. Um, I mean, I guess the champ, I, I don't know. I look at this team now and I kind of just see it as what it is. I don't think they're going to beat any teams that are better than them, but they're probably not going to lose to any teams that are worse than them. So going into a Rutgers game like this, I would expect Michigan to play just fine. But looking at the game on uh, Saturday, I think, I think, and you said right at the beginning when you were talking about the game and going back through it and everything Never. about how you didn't really expect them to get blown out. And I definitely didn't either. And I don't think a lot of people did because other than the Ohio State game back in 2015, when has Jim Harbaugh really ever gotten blown out like that at Michigan? I mean, 
it doesn't it, yeah exactly it, it <laughs> it doesn't happen so you know with every uh mm-hmm. right and reason you would not expect them to get beat like they did and I mean, the way the game started, you know, it was absolutely, you know, just demoralizing with a with a Saquon Barkley touchdown run right off the gate, and then he comes back and scores again in the next possession. And that play, and that drive, I mean, it was five or six plays, and it felt like it went by in about a minute and a half. I mean, I, I don't know how long it actually was, but the point is, they're down fourteen nothing. I thought the way that the one positive was the way that the young team responded. Um, like a lot of young guys in that offense, a quarterback that hasn't played an atmosphere like that ever in his life. To be able to come back and direct some drives on the field and make the game, you know, nearly a tie game minus Quinn Nordine's, you know, missed extra point. Oh, and that it's a tie game again. They came back and made it a game in the first half when I honestly thought that that was just going to be where the wheels fell off and, you know, it was done. But in the second half, it ended up happening anyway. It kind of unwinded Michigan's offense, couldn't really do anything. But, I mean, this game falls more on Michigan's defense. They just couldn't find any way to stop that attack in the backfield, whether it was through the air or yeah. whether it was on the ground. Saquon Barkley just had his way with Michigan all day. I mean, there's a couple times. I mean, they would stuff him at the line on occasion, but then McSorley would just do a great job with his reads. Mike McCray just had a had a bad day. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really agree with the matchup that they had with him. I, I don't like them putting him on Barkley all game. I just don't think that that fits. I, I think you just got to honestly try to put a corner on him or something just to cover him better because someone with more speed needs to cover a guy like that. McCray simply could not keep up with him. Just didn't work out all game for him. So. Mm-hmm. I think some of the I think that Don Brown could have made some more adjustments in that game to maybe make some changes and stop some more things. But then again, I think Penn State's just that much better. And I think Michigan was really exposed to the team that they are and are going to be um, for the rest of the season, which I mean it's just I, I don't see them being able to really flip the script here and beat any teams. Now granted, they do have a few games here in between the Wisconsin and Ohio State games that, you know, maybe could build them some confidence and maybe they could find something in their offense and come out and execute it better when they go to play Wisconsin on the road. But nevertheless, I just don't – I think it's simply a thing. It's not necessarily with talent. It's with raw talent compared to talent that's already been developed. And I think every really good team in the conference right now compared to Michigan is, uh, you know, just just years ahead of them um, compared to what they have on their offense. And I think that that really showed against Penn State on Saturday. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think it really did show on uh, Saturday against Penn State just how how young this team really is but how – high the expectations were especially after that Florida game um you know even for me as as a fan watching them just take Florida um really just they destroyed them in that second half and uh the defense really showed up uh, on a neutral site they played their hearts out um and obviously we thought that Florida was a better team than what they are this season but um nonetheless it was an SEC team in SEC territory beating them in a neutral site um, I think it really higher the expectations a little bit for what this team's, uh, or at least what this team's floor was. Um, but in, in all reality, this is an eight win, nine win team. Um, you know, and, and obviously it got pushed back a little bit with Wilton Spates injury and Tariq Black's injury and the lack of production from the other offensive, uh, guys like Kakoa Crawford and, so on and so forth you could those are two really big injuries you just pointed out though those yeah, do need to, ab- like, to be accounted for absolutely um you know losing your your uh two-year starting quarterback that's gonna hurt you putting in a, a guy that hasn't had really that much starting experience uh since his freshman year at houston that's gonna hurt your offense that's gonna set it yeah. back a little bit and then rotating all these running backs from week in week out karan higdon's been the guy the last two weeks but the first couple weeks it was ty isaac and then uh, week one, you had Chris Evans really in the mix. He had over 20 uh, carries in that Florida game. So it's really been, I I think it's really been a consistency issue of 
finding the right guys with the right matchups and really being able to pinpoint those. And, uh, you know, you got to put the play calling um, in there as well and the offensive line in there as well. It's really been a team effort or a a lack of effort if 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 that's the way you want to roll with it. But on offense, at least. But but this team is just it's they're still learning. They're still very young. Um, You know, they're they're not going to lose that many players after this season. Mike McCray will be gone on defense. Maurice Hurst will be gone. Who knows what Chase Winovich is going to do? He could uh, declare for the NFL draft as well, but he could return uh, like so many of the others did uh, this past year. Clint Hill will be gone as fullback, but really other than that, um, you know, John O'Corn will be gone, but I, I would imagine that no, many Michigan is. fans will be <laughs> excited about that, uh, you know, yearning towards Brandon Peters and Dylan McCaffrey and the quarterbacks of the future. But, um, you know, the bottom line, I, I think the expectations were were raised a little bit after that first game. Um, kind of came back to earth, especially after this beatdown. But uh, it, it's kind of like uh, what Penn State did last year. You know, they, they they got throttled on the road at Michigan. They were able to rebound, win the Big Ten, and uh, go to the Rose Bowl. I'm definitely not saying Michigan's going to do that because at this point, it's kind of a <laughs> pipe dream. It, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. They would have to go on the road to beat Wisconsin and then come back home a week later and uh, beat your rival in Ohio state that Jim Harbaugh has not been able to do yet. I'm definitely not saying Michigan's going to go to the big 10 championship this year. I'm just saying that there are a lot of comparisons that for next year, at least there could be a big rebound. No, I, what, what you're saying, Vaughn, I agree with though a hundred percent. Like when, when you brought up the injuries, when you talk about that, I, it doesn't, you, you don't want to make excuses. Okay. If injuries happen yep. in football. It's a Absolutely. part of the game. Like you have to be able to overcome it. I'm not saying that, that you know Michigan season would have been that much better, but what I am going to say is is you're talking about Wilton Spay, a guy who sure he was not playing well to start the year, but at the end of the day, I'm trusting that guy over a guy that has never really played quarterback in the Big Ten. He's not he hasn't had really any good accomplishments, I and mean, he's got the win against Purdue, and that's it. You look at Wilton Spade's past; he beat Michigan State last year, and he was right there on the road with a really good Ohio State team. I I, I still believe if he's in the game against Michigan State, Michigan does not lose that game. I still think they would have lost to Penn State, but the difference is Michigan season definitely looks a little bit different, and you know the expectations that were given after that first game, it's a little bit more understandable with those guys in. You also lose Tariq Black in a group of receivers that is very young and not very good as it is. I mean, Grant Perry's probably like one of their better receivers right now, and he's just a, you know, a washed-up has-been that's still in their lineup, and Donovan Peoples-Jones just still has a lot of work to do. Tariq Black by far looks like their best receiver while he was still healthy and you yeah. lose him in a group that doesn't really have a lot. I mean, those are two injuries on your offense that you really can't have in a young offense that doesn't have a lot of depth. Now, I mean, that's just a part of what it is right now. They don't have a lot of depth of that off- at those offensive positions. It's a bunch of young, raw talent, and that's the reason that they're not doing as good as they probably could be um, if they stowed some of those guys in. So you can't really make excuses for it. It's just one of those kind of years where it, it turned out to be more of a rebuilding year than people thought. I mean, I think a lot of people thought maybe, you know, Jim Harbaugh just being Jim Harbaugh could – simply push through and be able to find ways to win with a team like this. But at the end of the day, it, it's just the, the young talent's young talent. You can only do so much with what you got. And while I don't agree with a lot of the play calling that's been given this year and some of the coaching decisions that Harbaugh has made himself, I don't agree with at the end of the day, these Michigan fans like, you know, calling for his head and saying, this is ridiculous and everything. This is something that I thought it would be like, you know, coming into the season. I projected them to go eight and four. I keep coming back to that because I'm pretty sure it's where they're going to end up right now it's kind of what you had to see when you had a young team like this coming into 2017. Yep. I'm with you. Um, that's just the way that is. That's the way football rolls sometimes. And that's just what 
we're going to have to live with for the rest of the season. So I would say the expectations definitely leveled out a little bit here. Um, but that's just what uh, Michigan fans are going to have to live with. And that's just, you know, that that's how it goes, man. Just like you said, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. But I want to move on to this Rutgers game this weekend. It's uh, if we finally get a 12 o'clock kickoff, I'm so excited for that. i um, glad that uh, it's not another 730 game. We'll be getting another one next week, though, with Minnesota. That's a 730 kick. Uh, at the big house, so um, how did that get a night game? I wrote about it earlier this week. Um, I think the only reason that that one's at night is simply because Harbaugh versus PJ Fleck. I, I think that's yeah. really the only reason, and it's a rivalry for uh, the little brown jug, so that plays a minor factor in there as well. But I'm glad that this game is at noon. Um, it, it it sets things up nicely for a big comeback, big rebound for Michigan. Uh, this Saturday, I expect, um, you know, the spread right now is around 23 and a half or 24. I don't know if Michigan's going to cover that necessarily just because of those offensive problems that we were talking about earlier, but I expect them to have yeah. a much better game, especially on the ground. If they're able to um, establish that run game, like they've been doing pretty nicely, actually, over the past few weeks, um, you know, I, I, I think that they can put up some points against Rutgers. Um, and obviously the defense is going to rebound. Uh, really nicely. Rutgers doesn't have that great of an offense. I think they don't pass of, Rutgers, man. Three yeah, <laughs> it's Rutgers. I, I think outside of week one, uh, when <laughs> Rutgers put up 60 points, I believe on an FCS school, I don't think, I, I think they've only put up 20 points maybe one time. Um, so I would expect Michigan's defense to rebound quite nicely against um, uh, all pretty lousy Rutgers offense. Um, yeah. And, and uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully Nordine can can rebound after that mix, missed extra point, and he can capitalize on all the opportunities that he gets. Um, so I guess the first question I'll ask you about this game is, what do you expect to see out of Michigan? And uh, obviously, Harbaugh said in his press conference the other day that uh, O'Corn's still going to be the guy moving forward. Do you agree with that decision? Um, I, I do agree with that decision, I guess. I, I'm going to trust them because all your people wanted to, you know, keep saying, take out Wilton Spade, play, play the other guy, play the other guy, play the other guy. Yeah. Now, now we know what we had in the other guy, you know, that that's what, that's what Michigan has in the other guy. So I don't, and that's that other guy being John O'Corn currently, right. I, I don't think that just necessarily giving it to Brandon Peters is all that good of an idea. Now, would I like to see him towards the end of the game? Michigan goes up a lot in this game. Yes, absolutely. I, I think I think everybody wants to see that just for the future of Michigan football, and to see what you know starts happening here with him. I mean, who knows what he could do? I don't, I don't know if maybe he would be better. But all I'm saying is, you know, you can go back in years past when everybody wanted a guy like Shane Morris to come in, and that <laughs> turned out to be a total <laughs> that turned out to be a total disaster. Yeah. So I mean, it, it could be the same exact thing if Brandon Peters comes into the game. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, as far as Michigan's like game plan and what I think is going to happen in this game, I think that they just need to go back to their basics and just really try to get this offense rolling. Go like keep running the same game plan you've been running. Because like you said, although John O'Corn, I still don't think is a good quarterback. I think he has absolutely no pocket presence, no, and I, I don't think his decision making is very good at all. It's it's absolutely awful. Probably the worst I've ever seen in a Michigan uniform since I've been alive. I mean, I get, the granted there was like Stephen Three and stuff like that, you know back when we were coming up through the, the dark days. But other than that, um, he's definitely not one of the best quarterbacks. But he played a decently clean game um, in a in a pretty tough environment. I, I expected more interceptions than what, you know, happened and stuff. So I think if they just keep going to that game plan and, you know, build his confidence over the next few weeks, 
that's probably the best thing that they can do right now, um, especially for another night game. Whether it's a home or not, it's still a big crowd. They're still nervous whether you're home or away there. Um, so it, it, it's big for him to get some of that confidence. I expect Michigan to just kind of run their normal game plan on offense. In defense, I expect a shutout, to be completely honest. Really? I don't think they're going to give up any points this week. Yeah, I think that I think that Michigan's defense is going to be not very happy. I think Don Brown is going to be very, very harsh on those guys this week. So if they were to score any points, it'll be towards the end of the game or something Garbage when it doesn't time. matter yeah. anymore. That yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like I, other than that, I, not necessarily because I mean that kind of stuff happens. They score seven or ten points, whatever. But the entire game when it actually matters and things are you know the game's actually still close. I don't think Michigan's defense gives up anything this week, even against an improved Rutgers offense, just because that defense is going to be ready and prepared for this game. And they're not going to come off for being embarrassed like they were. There's a lot of pride in those guys in that defense. They don't want to let that happen again. Well, I sure uh, – I, I, I wouldn't be upset if they shut out Rutgers. Um, you know, obviously it's a far cry from 78 to nothing like last season. I, that's definitely yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. That's definitely not going to happen this year. There's going to be five defensive touchdowns if Michigan scores 78 <laughs> points. Okay. Yeah, they would need pick six after pick six. But, um, you know, even if Michigan's defense gives up one touchdown or 10 points even, I, I would be okay with that. Um, you know, just from the harsh uh, game that they had uh, last week, and they gave up quite a bit amount of points to Indiana uh, the week before, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave up 10 points or 13 points to Rutgers. Uh, this upcoming weekend, I I wouldn't be you know crazy about it. I wouldn't be super psyched about that uh, because the offense is gonna have to obviously put up more than that, and they've kind of been struggling to put up points recently. But um, you know, if they do shut out Rutgers, yeah, that that would be great. That would be a huge improvement from from last week, and that would be the first shutout of the season for Michigan. Um, you know, kind of surprising that it didn't happen against Cincinnati at home. They had a big opportunity to do that, and that didn't happen. And uh, you know, this is really the the only real chance that they'll have all the rest of the season to shut out an opponent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rutgers offense, like you said, it is improved from last season. They're not the same old Rutgers that uh, the, the first few seasons of the Big Ten um, has, has shown. But uh, they beat Purdue last week. I definitely don't expect uh, Rutgers to to beat Michigan at the big house. Um But yeah, I mean, it, it, if they're able to limit them in yards and, and points. Um, you know, just, just to get their, uh, uh, their confidence back just to get, um, you know, this, this win at home, move on to, uh, Minnesota, uh, on the, on, uh, uh prime time at, at night. Um, you know, I, I think that would be an improvement for this team overall. And they'll really take any w- win, uh, that they can get any way that they can get it at this point. Um, but I do expect the run game to continue, uh, the success that they've had, um, I'm kind of hoping that Ty Isaac gets the bulk of the carries in this game. He's been looking pretty good in limited snaps over the past few weeks. Um, but yeah, going back to my first question, I do think that, uh, uh, Peters, I, I don't think that he should start. Uh, he, he's not, uh, O'Corn's going to be the guy, but a lot of people are calling for Peters to be the guy to start this game just because it's, it's Rutgers, it's at home, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's that's a lot of Michigan fans that simply don't understand like where the season's going right now. Those, they don't understand right. expectations and where things should actually be at. Yeah. That, that's what those kind of people are expecting. They are irrational uh, football fans is, is what I would say. Um, I think that you know, e- even though it's a very small amount of uh, symmetry that O'Corn and the receivers and offensive line and running backs have, why would you want to mess that up and put in another quarterback that doesn't have any symmetry with those guys? Um, 
you know, I, I think that that would just be silly. But I'm with you. If Michigan decides to blow out Rutgers at home, um, and in the fourth quarter they're they're up by multiple touchdowns, like three or four touchdowns, yeah, I'd put Peters in. I'd you got to get him some experience before next year because, um, you know, that first game next year on the road at Notre Dame, uh, the first Notre Dame game since uh, 2014. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want Peters to have some experience before that game. It's going to yeah. be a huge opening game, just like it was this past season. Wilton Spate had all the experience that he needed. He had a full year's worth. So you're going to want Peters to get at least a little bit if he does, in fact, uh, become that starter I mean, next Wilton season. Wilton Spate, though, can, can't – yeah, I was going to say, Wilton Spate still can yeah, start next exactly. season. Though. I think that's the so – we'll, well, And that all depends on if uh, he's given a fifth-year scholarship uh, from Harbaugh. Yeah. So I, I don't believe that will happen. Um, I think it will either be Peters or McCaffrey to be the guy next year. Obviously, O'Corn will be graduated and long gone, so he won't be an option at that point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if Peters is going to be the guy next year, if that's what Harbaugh has planned up, you're going to want to get him some experience to get against uh, the lower tier teams in the Big Ten, like Rutgers and uh, like uh, Maryland later on in the season, and uh, you know, even against Minnesota uh, next weekend. So. Um, I, I expect a lot of improvements this uh, this week against Rutgers, um, really from all phases of the ball, offense, defense, special teams. Even if it's just a little bit of improvement, I will be happy with that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's really all I had uh, for this Rutgers game. Do you have any other final thoughts or any hot takes, Andy? <laughs> um no i i do think though if this game is close um then there's definitely time to you know there's definitely a reason to start maybe asking more questions and, the, and all the the hardball like haters and stuff right now that i'm not so against it anymore because i don't care how bad or what this team looks like for michigan right now when you have a loss like that and michigan still has plenty of talent in this team they need to bounce back and have a really good game i don't think that they can come back out here and with michigan's expectations as a football program these are the kind of games you simply have to win by a lot, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I would expect Michigan to come back out and play good, and I think that they, they will. But if they were not to, I would understand why some fans would be pretty upset this week. I think, you know, even with expectations set a little bit lower right now, it's still Rutgers. It's still a Big Ten team that's won. I mean, I know they've won a couple uh, Big Ten yeah. games this year. So, I mean, good for them. They actually look like they have some young potential and maybe could make themselves into a, you know, a bowl game team within the next couple of years. Who knows? But – Nevertheless, this is the team that Michigan still needs to handle and play well against. Um, but other than that, um, no, I, I, I think that it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Michigan needs to take care of business. I also agree with you in saying with the run game, I think that Michigan does need to keep pounding that because that's something that they're good at right now. I mean, you're, you're not very good in the passing game. You might as well keep trying to establish that, get those linemen confidence, get the running backs confidence, keep doing that kind of stuff. And then just when they do get in the red zone, just improve uh, – Keep it, keep up on the uh, the scoring and getting the ball into the end zone because they were able to actually do that both times last week when they got down there. Obviously, the one was on a fourth and goal, but that was that was good to see that Michigan was able to finish off drives against a team like Penn State. You know, I mean that that's just us talking about stuff like that right now. That sounds like it should be so simple. I think really does you know kind of say where this this team is at um, and what the expectations should be. But this is a week where I definitely should they should be able to capitalize on every opportunity that they have this week. I think there's no excuses to not. Is this finally going to be the week that John O'Corn throws a passing touchdown? He doesn't have one in yes. in his. Oh, you, okay. You think so? I I think so too. Wait, he doesn't. He doesn't have one. No, has not thrown a passing touchdown. I don't believe. 
the one to Mc- I thought the one to McCune in the the Purdue game. I, I could be wrong. But... Or well, start starting. Oh, ones, starting is the quarterback. Okay, yes, yeah. that is that is yeah. true. There you go. That makes more sense. But yeah, no, he hasn't. This is it. It has to be. How can he th- throw a touchdown against this team? Are you kidding me? If you don't throw a passing touchdown against Rutgers, there against are else. some serious <laughs> problems. Yep this this is the grand opportunity but for Oklahoma is... to have to ball out. This is one it. thing I will say, like in O'Corn's favor, is just Michigan. I mean, okay, give him Amara Darbo and uh, Ju Chesson and some of those guys in the receiving core. I think he's doing a lot yeah. better right now as a quarterback. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just as simple as losing Tariq Black and now having a bunch of really filler guys that you're trying to, you know, move into a receiving core in the middle of the season with a you know the quarterback that probably didn't practice with the first string all that much, like. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's not it's it's not ideal, and it, it's a pretty hard task to do. That that's where people just simply need to give Harbaugh a little bit of a break there. But this week, there's no reason yep. the guy shouldn't be finding the end zone with his arm. Yeah, I would expect him to throw at least one, and if he doesn't, I really hope the run game is like it was against Indiana, where it just dominates the line, and uh, you know you get your offensive uh, points from from that. I really don't care. I mean, if, if if he doesn't throw a passing touchdown and the run game is just it, it's insanely, insanely good, like like against Indiana, then I'm fine. But I would like to see some improvement from O'Corn, especially if he's going to be the guy for the rest of the year. If Wilton Spate's not able to come back and if they're really not going to uh, give Peters a chance, I would like to see O'Corn at least get that confidence boost a little bit um, just to progress for the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's all the time we got today for Victor's Valiant. Uh, once again, my name is Vaughn Lozon. With me, as always, Aiden McDonald. We will mm-hmm. talk with you next week with hopefully some good news, a Michigan win. If not, uh, we're gonna, we're, we're, uh, it's going to be an interesting week, to say the least, in oh, the Michigan man. football program for not yeah, talking about I, a win. Oh, if we don't talk about a win next week, I – I don't know if I'll be able to. Uh, I don't know if I'll be alive. Let's just. Hey, hey, but way. you, you uh, college basketball fans out there, we are just, you know, a week We're away anyways from starting to talk about that. We are so. very close. Very, I, Michigan, very close. Michigan basketball is right around the corner, and I can, I can tell you right now, you know, Michigan State is obviously the favorite in that category, and I, a hundred percent, there's every reason why they should be ranked where they're at and why they should win the Big Ten. But Michigan will give them a run for their money. I promise you that team. Michigan, Michigan has a good basketball team with a lot of unknown faces right now, I think. I can't wait to talk more about it, Andy. And they're going to get started here in just a couple weeks, and we will definitely be talking about that a lot more as the season continues to rear its head. But until then, uh, go blue. And uh, like I said, hopefully we come back with more good news next week. So until then, go blue.